0: So here's a question I get all the time. How much should I be spending on my marketing? And yeah, there's an easy answer, but there's a much more complicated, nuanced answer, ultimately more sophisticated than me just giving you a number. We're gonna cover all of that. We're gonna understand what marketing is, how we actually should be going about our marketing. If we're talking about what marketing is, we're gonna also talk about what marketing is not. And then yes, I'm gonna show you, teach you how to arrive at a number. How much should you be spending each and every month on marketing? We're gonna cover all that today on Restaurant Street, There's an old saying that goes something like this. You'll only find three kinds of people. Those who see, those who will never see, and those who can see when shown. This is Restaurant Strategy, a podcast with answers for anyone who's looking. for tuning in. My name is Chip Close and this is Restaurant Strategy, a podcast dedicated solely to helping you build a more profitable restaurant. We cover marketing, we cover operations, we cover just about everything in between. Each week I leverage my 20 plus years in the industry to help you build that more profitable and more sustainable business. I also work directly with operators all over the world through my P3 Mastermind program. What are the three P's? They stand for Profit, process and progress. So if you've got a busy restaurant, but struggle to generate consistent, predictable 20% profits every single month, then please set up a free 30 minute strategy session. We'll get to learn more about you and your restaurant. You'll get to ask some questions about the program to see if you're a good fit for the program. Visit restaurantstrategypodcast.com schedule. As always, you'll find that link in the show notes. Now, are you frustrated with managing your catering and private events with pen and paper or using outdated programs? Introducing TripleSeat, the catering sales and event management software built for hospitality professionals by hospitality professionals. With TripleSeat, you will increase revenue and efficiency all while streamlining your operations. Let Triple Seat be your catering and event management assistant. Generate leads, create tailored BEOs, facilitate online discussions, obtain electronic signatures, process payments, and everything in between. Triple Seat has got you covered. Elevate and simplify your event management to the next level with Triple Seat so you can focus on what truly matters, providing unforgettable experiences for your clients. For more information, visit TripleSeat.com restaurant strategy. That's Triple Seat dotcom restaurant strategy. And yes, that link is also in the show notes. So first things first, right? Before we talk about how much you should spend on marketing, we've got to talk about what marketing actually is. In order to talk about what it is, I first want to talk about what it is not. First of all, marketing is not all the stuff you do, right? Social media is not marketing. SEO is not marketing. Email strategy is is not marketing. Those are all tools available to the marketer and they're powerful tools if used correctly. But social media is not marketing. Oftentimes, what happens is that I'll ask a new client or a prospective client, say, Tell me about your marketing. And they start telling me about how many times they post to Instagram every single week. And I stop them. I say, Whoa, 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 whoa. That's social media. Because we have to get really clear on what those posts are actually accomplishing. Really, really, when we talk about marketing, we have to make sure we understand what it is. Marketing is one of the most powerful, most profound aspects of business, and yet it's also one of the most misunderstood. So what is marketing actually? For me, it comes down to three sentences, right? Three questions, actually. What's the product? Who is that product for? And how can we reach them, right? What's the product? Who is it for? And how do we reach them? That's what we do. We figure out, right? We can either market in one of two directions. If you've been listening for a while, you've heard me say this, but we can market one of two ways. Either we create a product and then go try to find customers for that product or we look around for customers who need something and then we create a product for them. We create a product that solves the problem that they have. So two main ways to market by far the more successful, more, uh, more effective way of doing it is that latter way, that second way. Instead of coming up with a product and then going to try and find a, find a customer for it, right? Which is what most restaurants do. They create the restaurant that they always wanted to have. They open the doors and they wait for people to come in and then not enough people come in. So they got to go and find them. That's not how marketing works really. The, the the real work that a marketer does is long before the product has even been created. A real marketer helps develop the product that should be created. Because you look around in a market, you find someone or a group of people or a type of person who has a problem, and then you craft a solution to that problem. And then all you got to do is walk up to them, tap them on the back, right, and say, Hey, that problem you've got, yep. I've got the perfect solution for you. So there are two main ways to market, right? You create a product, go find a customer, or you figure out a customer or a a kind of customer who has a problem, and then you go craft a solution to that problem. If there's anything you take away from this episode, it's that right there. The better way of doing it is the second way. Figure out who's got a problem that you can solve, who has a problem that you are uniquely qualified to solve. That's how you create a restaurant that actually needs to be in existence. Uh, You create a product that is actually key to the community. So what is marketing? It's just those three questions. What's the product? Who is it for? And how do we reach them? So if you figure out before you create a product, you gotta figure out who needs something and then craft a solution to their problems. Then if you do that, then we spend all of the, all of the rest of our time really on that third part, which is how do you reach them? And the way we reach customers or diners or potential diners is changing. It's, it's certainly changed a, a huge amount over the last 10 or 15 years as the internet has exploded. The way that we uh, attracted customers 10 years ago, 30 years ago, 50 years ago, 100 years ago is wildly different than what we do now. So we spend all of our time on that third question, but we can't begin that until we first figure out who our product's for and how it solves a key problem that they have. So again, how do we define marketing? It's just those three questions. What's the product, who is it for? And then we figure out how to go reach them, right? So when we go about your marketing, you need a pretty consistent plan to figure out how to accomplish all the things you need to accomplish and rather than focusing on all the stuff you need to do in our industry right certainly uh, it's gotten more complicated over the last many years everyone's so keen to tell you what you should be doing oh you got to be doing this you got to be doing that right you got to be sending at least one email a week you got to be doing social media make sure you're on tiktok oh you should be using sms text oh have you done direct marketing have you all all of those are tools that can be quite effective in trying to acquire new customers or trying to convince people to come back, to remind them who you are. All of those will work and can work. But if you just think about all the stuff you have to do, you're gonna be on a hamster wheel. Instead, I wanna urge you to think about what you need to happen. In order to introduce this, I'm gonna introduce you to a framework that I've developed. I developed it years ago. I use it with my clients all the time. I call it the triangle principle. It's a marketing triangle. There are three sides to a triangle, three sides to marketing, I think, your restaurant. You gotta get people in, you gotta get people back, and you gotta get people talking. That's it. The three sides of the triangle are attraction, retention, and evangelism. How do you get people in? How do you get those people back? And how do you get those people talking? Right? And the key is we always work in reverse, in reverse order right? because everyone always wants to talk about getting butts in seats. And so immediately they're thinking about how do we acquire new customers? But a butt is a butt is a butt. Go find people. They say it's cheaper to keep a customer than go find a new one. It's absolutely true. So what are you doing to get your people to, to go spread the word for you, to market for you? What are you doing to get your people to come back? Figure that out before you start finding uh, new people. Because finding new people is time-consuming, it's inefficient, it's very expensive. Therefore, it's very hard to do. So if you spend all your time trying to get people in, they come into your flywheel and if the rest of the wheel isn't spinning, they're gonna come in, have a great meal and leave. But if you've got a plan for getting them to go evangelize for you, to go tell everybody they know that they had such a phenomenal meal, well, then you're already ahead of the curve. You're going to be you're going to be 50 yards downfield from all of your competitors. That's evangelism. Right? I always say this to customers. I say, uh, I'll say i say this to, uh, to rooms filled with restaurant owners as well. Right, So I go and uh, I speak all over the world, and I give various talks. And one of the things I always ask is, what's our most potent marketing tool available to us? And everybody raises their hands, and I say, all together now, and they all say, word of mouth. Yes, word of mouth is the most powerful tool we have. And so then I ask the crowd, and I say, if it's the most powerful tool uh, we have, and we know it is the most powerful tool available to us, Why don't we have a plan for sparking word of mouth? Good food and good service is no longer enough. Nowadays, you need a plan. What are you specifically going to do to get someone to take a picture, take a video, to post that video, to leave a review, to go text their friends, to go tell their their colleagues the next day at work? The only way you do that is by being deliberate about it, and there is no one way to do it. In fact, I always recommend all my clients come up with at least 10 to 20 ways of doing that, of sparking word of mouth. And that's evangelism. You also need a plan for retention. What are you specifically doing to get the diners in your restaurant tonight to come back tomorrow or next week or next month? You need a plan for that. And again, 30 years ago, you could say good food, good service. Of course, they'll come back. But now we've got too many restaurants. We've got too many good restaurants. It's becoming harder and harder to do that. So yeah, you need a plan. Just like you need a plan for word of mouth, you need a plan for getting people back. You need a retention tool or you need retention tools. And then finally, once you've got a plan for that, then we can focus on customer acquisition because the bottom line is every new person you get in, you're going to spend a considerable amount of money to get them into your funnel, into your flywheel. But then if you know you're there's already a plan in place to get them back, there's already a plan in a place to get them talking, well, then they become more valuable. Because if you spend 20, 30, $50 to acquire a new customer, if I'm going to spend 20 bucks to acquire a customer and they spend 45 at my restaurant, is that really worthwhile? Eh, I don't know, maybe. But if we know that our various tools will also get them to come back at least three three more times uh, over the rest of the year... Well, then we can start thinking not just in terms of this visit, we can think in terms of lifetime value of a customer. That we know it costs $20 to acquire a new customer, but on average, every new customer uh, comes back at least three times a year. Well, that's four visits in a year. Then we can start adding that up. It becomes quite valuable then, not to mention all the word of mouth. And once we've got word of mouth tools in place, then that becomes even more valuable because they will tell people, those people will come in, they will enter our flywheel, we will get them back, we will get them spreading the word and it extrapolates, right? That becomes really difficult to measure. How do we measure sort of the, the, the spreading of that word of mouth? That's almost impossible to do. Maybe somebody will figure it out one day, but right now it's virtually impossible, but we know it works. So attraction, retention, evangelism, you work them in reverse order, you figure out a way to get people talking, you figure out a way to get the people you already have to come back, and then finally, you can find ways to get new people in. But then you already know you've got a plan to get them back, you've got a plan to get them talking. The key to the triangle principle, this marketing triangle, is thinking in terms of the result, right? So I want to get people in, I want to get people back, I want to get people talking. What happens then is you stop and say, what am I doing or what can I be doing? What should I be doing to get new customers in the front door? And there are specific, tangible, intentional things you do, you can take action on to make that thing happen. Guess what? Posting to your Instagram feed is not one of the things that will get new people in the door. It won't. On average, uh, Instagram or Meta, the parent company, will show your post to roughly 2 to 3% of your current followers. Meanwhile, right, so if you've got 1,000 followers, only about 25 people are seeing that. That's people who already know about you. You're certainly not using that as an acquisition tool. You're not finding new people. New people are not discovering you in that way. So you need a plan for discoverability. How do people learn about you? That could be a concierge program. It could be direct mailers. It could be Facebook and Instagram ads. It could be Google ads. It could be many number of things. The first thing you have to do is make sure you're you're using the right tool for the right job, right? What are we doing or what can we be doing? What should we be doing to try to acquire new customers? There are specific things uh, that you would do. Same thing with retention. Same thing with evangelism. What are we specifically doing to get the people in the restaurant right now to come back tomorrow or next week or next month? Specifically, what are we doing to get the people in the restaurant tonight to talk about us, to take a video, to take a photo, to post us, uh, to post about us, to leave us a review, to text their friends, their family to talk about us the next morning. There are specific things we can do to make those things happen. The better way to approach marketing is to work in reverse. That's the groundwork for the real conversation we're having today, which the question I posed was, how much should I spend on my marketing? Before we talk about how much we should spend, we need to talk about what marketing is. We have just done that. We're going to get into the meat of it, really answering the question after a word from another one of our sponsors. Now, running a restaurant is already a tough job, right? You're busy keeping customers fed, employees paid while working with razor-thin profit margins. The last thing you should be worried about is if you're doing sales tax right. Right? That's why you should consider automating sales tax for your restaurant point of sale system. Collecting and filing sales tax on your own can be stressful. It can be time consuming. It can leave your business vulnerable to accidentally missing tax payments or not having enough money in the bank to cover your tax obligations. Davo by Avalara simplifies sales tax for your restaurant and brings peace of mind through automation to help you pay the full amount you owe on time. Just integrate the Davo app with your existing POS like Clover, Toast, or Spot On, and set up your business and banking information. Davo will take sales data from your POS system and determine how much sales tax you collected each day. Then it sends a request to your bank to have your sales tax put into a secure holding account. This keeps your sales tax separate from your revenue and helps reduce potential confusion about available funds. You'll get a daily email from Davo letting you know exactly how much sales tax is transferred. And when your sales tax is due, Davo automatically remits your sales tax to the appropriate authority on your behalf in full and on time. Is your restaurant in a state that does on-time filing discounts? If it is, then Davo will automatically send this refund back to your bank. Don't let sales tax spoil your business. Stay on top of sales tax with automation from Davo by Avalara so you can spend less time in the back office and more time in the front of house. Learn more at davosalestax.com slash restaurant strategy and try Davo free for the first month. As always, you'll find that link in the show notes. So now back to the question at hand, how much should you spend on your marketing? I'll tell you the number that I often hear, the number you might've heard before is 4%. I think you should be spending 4% of sales. You'll hear people say that. And I think that's a, that's a good rough number, but I don't let, let's be clear. So if, if you make $100,000 in revenue a month, you should be spending about $4,000 in marketing. That's what the experts would tell you. That's sort of the, the common advice you'll hear. I see very few people actually spending that much. So let's get into what I think you should be spending or how I think you should be thinking about this, right? Because before we go any further, we have to talk about what goes into that number, right? And I'll say I'll say it, it, it depends because, when we're talking about, let's say, uh, Uber Eats or DoorDash, right? Those hefty commission fees. If you're thinking of those third party delivery sites as customer acquisition tools, then the commissions you pay really can be considered marketing dollars. At least that's how I like to think about them. In which case, you need a plan though, right? If that's your plan for acquiring the new customers, then you need a plan to convert them over to first uh, first party uh, delivery or to dine in your restaurant, and and you need a plan to get them over into your funnel. They found you through DoorDash, great, but now you want a way, find a way to get them coming back to you directly, directly to the mothership. And so if you think of all those commission fees as a customer acquisition fee, right, a cost of acquiring a new customer, then that can be considered part of your marketing budget. So for everyone who's sitting there and saying, hey, I do about 100K a month in revenue, and I never spend $4,000 a month on my marketing, I'm guessing you probably do. The question is whether you have a plan in place, for example, if you consider those as customer acquisition fees, right? Dollars that you spend to market, to to try to acquire new customers. What are you doing on the backside? Are you doing anything to get them next time to order from you directly? Are you doing anything to try to entice them to come in and try the real thing in the actual restaurant? My guess is for many of you, the answer is no. Some of you, sure, right? And you've heard this enough over the last couple of years that you should be considering it like that. You put the stuffers in the bag or whatever, stamps on the bag, stickers on the bag, whatever it is. But you need a plan for taking people from DoorDash over to your sites so that you don't pay out the hefty fees next time they order from you, right? So that's one of the first things, right? What all goes into it? If there's somebody specifically dedicated to marketing, yep, that fee should go in there. If there are dollars you're spending on any sort of like collateral, uh, postcards, check inserts, table tents, um, bags, you know, merchandise, things like that, that should all probably go in there uh, as well. Those are part of your marketing dollars. Here's the most important thing, though. More than that 4% number, because in honesty, I don't care what you spend on marketing. I spend more on marketing for my own business than 4%. For me, it all comes down to ROI, the return on investment, meaning what are you spending money on and what is the direct sales that you can attribute to that marketing effort? And so here's the thing I'm going to say. If you don't have a plan for that, if you're not measuring, if you're not tracking your efforts and you can't, you can't tell me that this is how much revenue is generated from this, then that's the first problem. More so than spending a certain amount because spending means you spend it on it and it goes out the door. We should be talking about marketing as an investment. The only reason I spend the amount of money that I spend on marketing my business, me personally, my uh, my coaching business, the only reason I'm willing to spend it is because I can see a direct return. I spend X number of thousands of dollars on uh, Facebook, Instagram marketing because I know it helps me acquire new customers and I can see that black and white. That's where I want you to live. I want you to be thinking in terms of that. I would be willing to spend $1,000 if I could get X amount in return. Now, what's that X amount? I think you should be seeing at least a two to three time return in order to continue doing it. And really, I think what we're looking for is like a four to five X return, meaning I spend $1,000 to make $3,000 back. Yeah, if, if I, you know, you said to me, hey, give me a thousand bucks and I'll give you, I'll turn it into $3,000 at the end of the week. Sure, I'll do it. I'll give you a thousand bucks if you promise to give me 3,000 at the end of the week. That's ultimately where we wanna be with our marketing. So two to three X minimum. Really, I like my clients to be at four to five X. On their investment, meaning I, I'm going to invest four thousand dollars, and I know I'm going to see at least fifteen to twenty thousand dollars back in a return. I think that's really healthy. It's a it's a no brainer to me if you can if you can get to that point. So more so than your exact number than that hitting that four percent number, whatever dollar amount you have to play with, I want you to make sure it is trackable, that you can see how many attributable sales. The easy way to do this is like a, with a direct mailer. So you send a direct mailer that's got a QR code, a link to to order, plus a promo code. Use this promo code to get 20% off your next order. Great, you can see, you can see all the sales that are generated from that promo code. So you get 20% off, okay, so it's the cost of the mailer, cost of the postage, the cost of that discount, right? The promo amount or the discount amount. But then you can see what you netted in sales. That's how you say, hey, I spent $1,000 on mailers this month. But it generated nine thousand dollars in sales. You should be able to see that. You should be able to see that very very easily. So when you're looking at your uh, at what you spend, it's less important to me the number. It's more important to me that you can track the return because once you find something that works, if you found a you spent a thousand dollars and made five thousand dollar return wouldn't you spend $2,000 to see a $10,000 return or $3,000 to see a $15,000 return? Ultimately, that's where we're going. Now, here's the one thing I will say about that number. If you need a specific number, a 2%, a 3%, a 4%, an 8%, fine, put it in the budget. Whatever that number is, whatever you decide on, you keep it and you commit yourself to spending it every single month. Don't say, oh, well, it's a little bit tight this month, so I'm just gonna not spend the rest of it because I need to save it. That is a fool's errand. It's not going to help you. It's actually counterintuitive. You think, oh, we're looking to pinch pennies. We're we're cutting costs. We're not gonna spend all $4,000 of our marketing budget. We're not doing so well this month, and so we'll just only spend 2,000, and we'll save 2,000 of it. That's not how marketing works. That's not how marketing should work. Again, you should spend dollars that you can see a direct result from, and we can show you how to do it. So I talk about this all the time, the P3 masterminds, one of the things we cover. We go over this in the mastermind. If you need a more intentional way of thinking about your marketing, that's one of the big things that we cover in that program. Get in touch, restaurantstrategypodcast.com slash schedule. Happy to set up a call with me or one of my coaches. We can chat with you about what we do. The bottom line though is you can certainly do this on your own. Make sure that there is a direct return on investment. I'm spending X number of dollars in order to make Y number of dollars. If you can do that, it will change everything in your business. So today we talked about what marketing is and what marketing is not, right? Marketing is uh, wrapped up in those three questions. What's the product? Who is it for? How do we reach them? There's two different ways we market. We always do it the second way. We figure out who has a problem and we go create a product, a solution to that problem. Your product is your restaurant, is the experience that you provide. It's so key that you latch onto that. And then rather than thinking about all the stuff you need to do, you gotta think about the things that you need to accomplish. And then what are the things that you do to accomplish that goal? When you change, when you take those two or three mindset shifts, it changes the way you approach your business, changes the way that you uh, think about marketing your business, and ultimately it will change the returns that you see, the results you get from running your business. That's what I wanted to talk about today. Again, I always appreciate you guys being here. If you wanna learn more about the P3 Mastermind, you know how to get in touch, restaurantstrategypodcast.com slash schedule. The link is in the show notes. A lot of great restaurant podcasts out there. Tons you could listening. Uh, you could be listening to. Uh, trust me, I, it means a lot that you spend a part of your week here with me listening to what I have to say. Appreciate you guys being here and I will see you next time.